Hello, this is Angie Meadows. This is The Rocker Recovery. We're coming to you from Expression Studio in Huntington, West Virginia. I thought I would do a, a series this week, something a little different. We will study fear all week. So as we're studying fear, we're going to evaluate our fears, and then we're going to look at verses about what God says about fear. And did you know that there are 170 verses that say fear not? The reason I started studying fear was because I got a little puppy about five years ago, and she was a white German Shepherd. She's going to be a really big dog. She's now like 80 pounds, 90 pounds. But this dog was very fearful. She couldn't settle down. She would fret. She would pace. She would think that she's in charge. Her fears were not in reality. She was afraid of a shadow. Uh, I would take her a walk and it would be early morning and it would still be dark and if somebody opened the garage door she'd duck and hide behind my legs and almost trip me and and she had very few friends and she would react to people and other animals with aggression and then she would eat things that would make her sick she would eat mud and she would eat grass and eating the food off the counter and she would get into all kinds of frivolous things she'd get into the trash she'd get in the toilet She'd get into the closet, and then she would, if I had her on a leash, she would wrap her leash around everything until she was literally tied and couldn't move. So she frequently ended up isolated in her kennel, and I would get her out of like four times a day, and I would tie her beside me in the kitchen where I was working, and and I'd turn around, and there'd be my stove going across the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, she, she'd she be chasing something else out the window, and um so I asked God after nine months of this, I said, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? And he said, well, you're just like this dog. You fret, you pace, you think you're in charge. Your fears are not in reality. You have very few friends. You react with aggression and paranoia. You overeat. You get into frivolous things that are none of your business. And then you get yourself all tied up in a wad. <laughs> and so I so sat down and I started listing the things that I was afraid of. And I did not realize that I had this much fear. So here they are. I'm going to confess this was about five years ago. I've worked through a lot of this. But I want to tell you what my fears were. I had the fear of man. I had the fear of the future. The fear of the unknown. The fear of consequences for my loved ones. The fear of some of my loved ones. The fear of rejecting them and not helping them the fear of having watched them suffer, the fear of evil tongues, the fear of their wrath against me, the fear of slanderous ways, the fear of being misunderstood, the fear of rejection, the fear of confusion and railing, the fear of judgment for them, the fear of loss of relationships with God, the fear of rejection from God, the fear of judgment, the fear of loss of my relationship with God, a fear of loneliness, a fear of loss of fellowship, a fear of failure, a fear of missing my calling, a fear of losing control, a fear of picking up the evil spirits of others when I was around them, a fear of evil itself, a fear of a loss of blessing, a fear of slanderous, boastful, defiling tongues, a fear of bullies, and a fear of being demanded unreasonable request. 
So when I wrote down all my fears, then I was able to look at each one and, and give it to the Lord and work through it. But here I had carried these fears for many years and didn't even know that I had them. So I went to go through the things that God has taught me. The very first thing he taught me was to stop fretting. And that is in Psalms 37, 1. And we've looked at some of this before, but let's look at it again. Now I'm going to pull out the main words in Psalms 37, 1 through 11. Do not fret, trust, do good, delight in the Lord, commit your ways to the Lord, trust him, be still, do not fret, refrain from your anger, turn away from wrath, do not fret, hope, you will inherit the land, be meek, you will enjoy peace, and prosperity. So I put these main words in my kitchen and I started asking myself when I recognized this fear, I started saying, okay, what would it be like to not fret? Because when I'm fearful, I'm usually fretting. I'm usually trying to control things. I'm usually, a lot of those fears are not even reality. They're not happening now. I'm in a very safe place with very safe people. But yet the trauma that I experienced as a child and as a young adult was all the time keeping me in this fearful range, this fearful zone. And so I had to recognize where I was at and be in the present moment. I can listen to the birds sing. I can enjoy children. I can enjoy gardening and my quilting. And I'm at peace. I'm in a peaceful situation physically, but mentally I was still in trauma. So I needed to go back and I needed to look at these things and I needed to look at God's word and learn how to delight in him, how to commit my ways to him and how to stop my fretting and have my hope in him. In Psalms 46, 1, it says that God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. And then 46, 10 says, be still and know that I am God. And so I had to learn how to be still, quiet my mind, and enjoy the present moment as I focused on what I was doing with my hands, whether it was cooking or sewing or gardening or caring for my pets. I focused on exactly what I was doing at that moment to stay in the moment, not to worry about the future and not to relive the past, particularly the past trauma. Now, I love verse 56.3 in Psalms. It says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So each time I started recognizing fear, I flipped it and I said, nope, I'm not gonna be afraid. I'm going to trust the Lord. And then I would say, Lord, help me trust you more. Help me not to be afraid. Be with me, Lord, and comfort me. One of the verses that God comforted me with was Proverbs 18:24. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother and I let the Lord be my friend. And I would talk to him throughout the day. And then I would sing to him. And then I would praise him. And then I would read his word. And I would take my fears to the Lord. I'd take him right to the cross. And I'd say, Lord, here's my sacrifice today. Help me and comfort me. And be that friend that sticks closer to me than a brother. Now let's think about what the dog did. After she stopped her fretting and her pacing and her deciding that she was in charge, and then she didn't have very many friends. And then she would react in aggression when she did meet people. And that's often what we do whenever we are stuck in a fear cycle. 
we have anger and anger is safer than fear. So we hide our fear with being angry to kind of protect ourselves, to keep people pushed away from us. So if you have been in trauma, it's likely that you'll have a lot of hidden fears and insecurities that need to be brought up and dealt with. And it's also very likely that you'll respond to others in fear by showing aggression. So let's read Ephesians 4.26. If you're in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. So when I am angry, I need to examine that. Am I over-exaggerating? Is this bringing up a trauma memory from the past? Is this something that I need to put up boundaries with? I need to take that and I need to work through that emotion so that it does not have the power to overwhelm me. So the next thing the dog did was she would overeat. She would eat everything in sight. She would be on the counter, eating the food off the counter. She'd be eating mud. And so the Lord was showing me that sometimes I eat out of stress and that I eat things that are not good for me. And so I asked the Lord for a verse, and there it was in Proverbs 25, 16. If you find honey, eat just enough, too much of it, and you will vomit. So every time I would want to overeat or cope with my anxiety with eating, I would recognize that. And then I would recognize, am I hungry? Am I making a right food choice? And then I would say this first to myself, so that I would not overeat on sweets. Next, the Lord showed me that I was involved in and wrapped up and tied up in other people's problems. Just like that dog would get her leash all tied around the chairs or around a tree or around a fence. That's exactly what I was doing. I was tying myself up in other people's problems. So I had to backpedal and gently move away from that. And he gave me 1 Thessalonians 4.11 and make it your ambition to lead a quiet life you should mind your own business and work with your own hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of others, of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. So I believe what the Lord was saying was, be quiet, work with your own hands, stay right in this present moment. Don't be trying to fix other people's problems. That attempting to control people and circumstances was bringing me a lot of suffering. So there was a lot of detaching and letting go that I needed to do. So as I was getting this freedom, I would be tempted to go back into that fretfulness or that fearfulness or that controlling of other people's problems or circumstances. And this is the verse the Lord gave me. And I posted this right on my kitchen wall. It's Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That fear, entertaining that fear, allowing that fear to control my life was like slavery. And that's what the Lord was showing me. So it was a purposeful planning not to be entangled in other people's problems. When I entertained fear, the result would be that my fear would overwhelm me and I would end up isolated and imprisoned in my fears mentally and physically. My pain would increase, my sleep would get restless, and I didn't taking the time to develop healthy friends because I was so overwhelmed with other people's problems. So I had to start one by one thinking what's my responsibility 
and what's the responsibility of other adults and giving them back their problems so that they did not come to me with them. Now I want you to develop a skill, a spiritual maturity skill of being still and being quiet in your spirit. The Lord says in Psalms 46, be still and know that I am God in 46.10. Right up above that in verse 2, it says, therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surgings. And then it goes on to talk about other things in this chapter, but there is a security and a stability in being stable and quiet in the Lord. Now let's review. Who is God? He's my refuge, my strength. He sticks closer to me than a brother, and he's faithful. And his instructions to me is to not fret, to not be envious, to not be angry, to not be wrathful, to do no evil, to not fear, not to eat things that are not good for me, and not to be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Those are my instructions. And here are the things that I am to do and the skills that I am to develop. I am to trust, to do good, to dwell in the land with the Lord, to delight in Him, to commit my way to Him, to rest in Him, to wait upon Him, to be still, to be friendly, even if I'm angry, not to sin, to eat only what is sufficient, to study, to be quiet, to mind my own business, to work with my own hands, to stand fast in the freedom that He gives me, and to have a testimony here. We'll talk about that in a minute. Now, the blessings for this are righteousness and justice and inheritance, abundance and peace, and to have the desires of my heart. Now, there are character traits here that I want you to look at. You're going to have to have meekness to where you're not saying, I'm going to do this on my own, but you're saying, Father, help me. You're going to have to have faith. You're going to have to have trust in the Lord. And you're going to have to have the character of quietness in your heart. Now, know God is with you and have fellowship with him. Rest in him. Be quiet and be steadfast. And let me leave you with one verse. Let's examine Revelations 21.8. It says, But the cowardly, other versions of the Bible call it the fearful, the cowardly, the unbelieving, unbelieving would mean that we don't trust in the Lord, so we're walking with our fears, the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immorals, and those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all the liars, They will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Now look at that. He puts the fearful, the cowards, and the unbelieving right in the category with murderers. This must be serious. We must get a handle on our fear. So we're going to spend the next four or five lessons and we're going to be talking about fear. And we're going to be learning what God says to do with our fear. We're going to be examining it. The next lesson, we'll be totally looking at what we do with our fear and what makes us afraid. We're going to conquer this through the power of our living God. He's going to stick closer to us than a brother. And we're going to delight ourselves in Him and commit our ways to Him and trust in Him. In Jesus' name. And this is The Rocky Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. I hope you enjoyed this lesson today. If you want to hear it again, you can listen to it on Rocker Recovery Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. And our website is enablersjourney.com. We'll see you later.